Just gulping that water, you know? Uh, Ten years later, you're still complaining about that. I mean, that's shit sounds crazy. I hate mouth sounds. It's like the most irritating thing in, in life. All right. <clears throat> ready, 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 ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is the Holly and Lies podcast. <laughs> this is uh, me, Lau, Spence. We're here. It's You're episode 25. You're allowed, nigga? I said me, Lau, Spence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said all three of our names. Uh, what's going uh, on, y'all? We are here. It is you. Sunday. We are chilling. Actually, y'all don't even know what day it is. We are here. We are here, and we are ready to bring y'all a good one. Episode 25. Back again with it. Back again. How are y'all doing? Hey, Shit, I can't man. call it, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lau. Hey, man. It's a motherfucking... Uh, we hit the quarter milestone, you know, quarter away. Hey. You know? Quarter, quarter brick, break. half a brick. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I, <laughs> as soon as you said quarter, I was like, yo, quarter brick. <laughs> hey. Okay. Yo, but uh, happy Labor Day to you gentlemen, if that really means anything to you guys. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if it... I don't know if that means so much to you guys, but happy freaking Labor Day. Um, happy Labor Day to all the listeners, and shouts out to everybody. This is your boy, Big Cozy, Too Cozy, El Capitan. What's up, Spence? What's up, Nacho? How you guys you. doing? I can't call him, man. I'm doing pretty good. All, all in all, I've uh, been taking it easy, taking it easy for the most part. I haven't. I ain't really been doing shit, really. I've been chilling, honestly, just chilling, doing whatever I got to do. Okay. Try to make it out here like anybody else, man. Not so How about bad. Yourself? Not so bad. How about yourself, Nigel? Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not doing so bad, man. I'm having a pretty decent week compared to the last few weeks. I know I said I was stressed on like the last, you know, few episodes and whatever. Things are kind of, yeah, things are getting a little better um, for me at least. But you know, who they're not oh. getting better for? That oh. dude Silento, because he is in all types of trouble and all Jesus. over the internet, looking all types of crazy. Y'all hear what happened with him? Nah, what happened? <laughs> All right, so uh, apparently this guy, like, you know, who made the whipping Nay Nay song, I guess they arrested him for some type of assault case, and uh, he was trying to chase down a woman with a hatchet. <laughs> what? Yes, yes, with a Dumb. hatchet. Insane stuff. That's but, not even funny. But that's, that's not, not even the worst be, part of the story. It's supposed to be funny. It's not, it's not funny. It's not funny, right? But that's not the worst part of the story. He was trying to show her how to whip it with the name there. That's what that was. Man. So so I get online yesterday, you know, I'm just kind of scrolling around or whatever. And they say they have like, you know, pictures of this dude. And I was like, okay, you know, cool. I guess they're going to have him on somebody's ring, like looking crazy with a hatchet. So I was like, fuck it. You know, I'll look at it. Right. Right. That is not what the picture was at all. I'm sitting next to Lyle. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, mm. had to take my face away from the phone. Now I'm going to tell you what Hold I on. saw. No, don't. I, I, I no, if don't, bro. It's just it's a it's an explicit picture. It's a picture that's not safe for work. Not Nobody, at all. Don't go view the picture. I didn't look at the picture, but when Nigel explained to me, I was just like, yeah, bro, that's that's crazy, bro. Just I don't <laughs> even know what you guys are talking about. You know what a red sock is? No. All I, right. I I don't know what that is. Well, if you know what that is, don't. <laughs> just, just don't, man. Like, cause, this uh, is about Salatino. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm telling you right now. Like, don't look it up. Don't look it up. Like, he uh, is looking very vulnerable online. Very, extremely. 
No, I don't want to see that. You, you know, like, like, I'm I don't telling you, I, I got an idea what you're trying to say. I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like I saw it and I wish I wish I had it. <laughs> I really wish I had it, man. Like, it's a burning image in your head, man. It's the look on his face. It's the look on his face. Like while the stuff is going on, I'm just like, yo, like. Like how how did this get out there? Like it's it's uh I saw a video a picture somebody was like pouring like you know had bleach pouring in somebody's eyes it was like a cartoon or something like that. What? So like yeah man, Every, everybody's. I, I, I look at it like how the fuck this child rapper right who came up with a popular song? How the fuck he's just running around here with hatchets running in people's homes and shit? With crazy ass pictures going online, like how does that happen? Like, Yo, he's a person, man. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I get, I get it, but it's just so extreme from what you see. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Just, I, I'm just saying, man. That's just, just, it's crazy. Like, I can only imagine, like for example, who's the Home Alone kid? Uh, Macaul- Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, when when that guy. When he got caught up in the shit, I pr- I'm pretty sure it blew people's minds. Like, hold on, that's the Home Alone guy? Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, look at Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Shia, for for yeah. me, Shia LaBeouf was probably one of, like, the outside of Macaulay Cook and the star that we grew up watching, like, someone yeah. I grew up watching that was just, like, totally, like, it's not as bad as some of these other guys, but, like, as a Salatino, but you look at... at at him, like he became like this rebel dude, but at one point it seemed like he was like bad on like drugs and shit like that. He was homeless at some point, I think too. So. I think I think he just had like a little rough run in like you know with Hollywood and whatever. But he's kind of like picked it up though, like especially as of recent. Like he's not doing too bad for himself. Yeah, not now he's not. But before it was just like it was like, dude, how you go from even Steven to that? So like you seen someone like Salentino? I don't even know. I don't even. I have an idea of what you saw. And I don't want to see that. I think it's called a pink sock, by the way. It's it's one of the colors, but yeah, it's just whatever it is. Don't go look at it. Don't. Yeah, it's just just don't, man. Like no, you, I love, yes. why are all why are all these nasty things called this stuff? Like blue. Why all this stuff get color coded? Blue waffle. Like the, yeah. Pink. I, I saw one called a uh, like chicken fried rice or something like that back in the yo, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just I'm good. Yeah, yeah, it's that's what it is, man. Like yeah. it's. Do you ever you, see the sandbox joint? I saw one cup. I saw it. Yeah, no, I, I saw all that. Like, I don't really like seeing it all, but it's like, you know, some of the stuff you just can't forget it once you see it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. yo. The internet was just such a wild place when we got on. Yeah. That like you just see, like we saw all, this is before there was any regulation, bro. So like you saw like some wild shit. Yeah, man. It, it was pretty dark back then. I think it's a lot darker now. I mean, the surface of the web that's that's public right now, like the kind of the internet that we use, is right. not nowhere compared to the dark web. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. But if you compare yeah. the internet that we use today versus yeah. the internet that we used back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It that's that's the dark web in comparison to today. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking about the 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 real. I know what you dark. I know yeah. I know what you're talking about, There's but like I'm saying three different layers. But that that third la- layer of the internet, bro, it's probably some shit like 
I, I know that I would even want to divulge into. Yeah, exactly. Man. Trust yeah. me, I, I totally agree. I'm, what I'm saying is just this. Like, I agree with you. I just, I think there is, I think some of that stuff that was, is at that, that third layer today <laughs> was like, oh, hey, someone just uploaded this. And no one knew what to do with it back then. Like, because you know the, um, what was that show I sent you? Uh, Waverly, the Waverly dude on YouTube? Yeah. Like him. Like, even when he unmasked, like, some of like the some of that crazy stuff that we see. Not even crazy stuff, but, like, the stories behind a lot of, like, those viral moments that we had, that we had doing as kids. Like, some of that stuff is, like, a little weird when you look at it. Like, the peanut butter and jelly time, dude. Yeah, bro. Oh man, <laughs> that it was. It's, yeah, man. Some of that stuff is dark. You're right. You're right. It is. Dude, I don't know. He was Snoop Dogg's cousin. Got really? into a whole. Sh- yeah, he was Snoop Dogg's brother-in-law. He was oh, married. Wow. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's married to his sister. He ended up getting into a. Sh- somehow the cops stopped him. He ran. Got into a shootout with the police. The police called Snoop Dogg to say, "Hey, can you get your brother-in-law out of this bank or store, or whatever, or a house?" Yeah, he refused because he Snoop told him we got enough money to fight this on the street. He said f that, and he shot it out with the police and got killed. Wow, that's the guy who that the guy who wrote that peanut butter and jelly meme that we that we saw all the time. Yeah, the peanut butter jelly peanut that song. He that's him. He got he was the one that got in a shootout with the police. Crazy. Real life shootout. Yeah, man, that channel it be having all dark shit. I feel like we we could dedicate an episode to that. But like maybe get in contact with the guy. Yeah, but I'll leave that up to you, Nigel. You you know you're pretty professional. So you know, I try to be. Yeah, but uh, yeah, bro, that shit was fucking crazy. Some something that wasn't so dark, but like was still pretty crazy to see, was Matt Hardy last night at the AEW event. You know, like just watching that, the seeing seeing that situation, I was just like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like. Yo, he his head bounced off the concrete, yo. Yeah, it looked really bad. Like it looked really bad. And I was just like, man, like me and Lyle were just sitting here watching it. Real time, it looked like he was on the ground for like five minutes. Just yeah. with his eyes open, stiff. Yeah. I I knew he was the dude knocked. was trying to still pin him though. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew he was knocked out just from like so, you know, typically when guys fall through, like, tables and shit like that, they do the whole dramatic, oh, my back, uh, you know, that whole nah, shit. Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not him. He was he was stiff as a board, bro. He was just... <laughs> I seen that. Duh, listen, I, I, seen the, uh, I seen the highlights from it. That I think Nigel sent it. I seen the highlights from it. Bro, you, you could tell something left his body. <laughs> Like the whole the whole gimmick left his body as soon as he as soon as he hit the ground and you saw where the other dude was able to like kind of get up and move and you just looked the camera just it was like the camera was panning and just locked on him and you're like oh I was like yo is he did yeah he he was it was crazy he was actually up his toes up in the air thumbs up because he was knocked out like the dude was he, he was in shambles man and it, yeah. And it, he, the only thing I did not like about that whole sequence was accidents happen. I didn't like the fact that whoever was in charge of that match let it continue. I yep. think, like, as soon as he was yeah. concussed and knocked out, they should have been like, yo, it's but, not worth it. We can book this another time. 
I was thinking the same thing, but when I kept seeing like from granted, I saw just a highlight, like a three minute highlight clip of that whole match or whatever. Yeah. I said to myself, I was like, yo, they should be stopping this. Definitely if it's five minutes of waiting. <laughs> but I realized, I said, man, I know what it is. He's supposed to win this match. That's yeah. all it is. That's the only re- <laughs> that's the only reason why they're like, we're not gonna stop this match. Had he yeah. if he was if he was on the books to lose that night, yeah, last that night, oh, they would have they would have just said, Okay, he's DQ'd. He's yeah. DQ'd. Never. And, you know, it's the thing where we were watching it and they had him, like, climbing into this, uh, I'm not sure exactly what you would call it, but the things that hold up the lights. And he pushed uh, the wrestler off, Sammy Guevara. And it looked like, you know, he was still kind of stumbling his way up there. And I'm just like, yeah. man, like, you guys are are lucky that nothing bad happened because all he had to do was lose his footing a little bit and he falls more. <laughs> it's a wrap. Died. It's a wrap. Honestly, I mean, thank God he didn't die, right? But like, he could have been severely injured. Yes. Last night. Yes. He could. He could. He he could have died. One. Yeah. Two. He probably, if not died, like you said, severely injured. He probably. He's lucky. He's not paralyzed. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. He, like, honestly, he probably did for for sure get a concussion. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That was that's without question. Without question, yeah. he got a, he has a concussion. It's just, I know when he was hanging from, like, I guess, like, I guess, like, the thing, like, you were saying with the lights, I guess it's, like, a glider or some shit. Like, when he's leaning over, because I guess when he pushed Sammy Guevara down, I didn't realize it was, like, 10 or 20 feet he dropped. And I'm, like, (laughs) I'm, like, I looked at, because I'm talking about, like, when the match was over, right? Right. Yeah. And he's hanging on that thing, and I guess he knocked Sammy Guevara (laughs) all the way down. I looked at that shit. I was, like, fam. I'm looking and I'm thinking, is he want to jump from that? Because I was like, he's about to die. I, I was, I was talking like, a while. I was like, please, please, <laughs> don't jump, <laughs> please don't jump. Like I was just Finn, watching it, man. As the camera zoomed in on him, first thing, on the crit. Well, prior to even the camera zooming in on him, but it looked more like that afterwards. Was he looked like Jack Nicholson in Sideshow Bob's Love Child? Like, he just looked so, like, you could just tell, it was like, fam, you're out of it. You're out of yeah. it. You need to hang up, you need to hang up the, the belt, the shoes, whatever. Yeah. Hang up the ladder, the table, and the chair, and just sit down for the rest of your life. Clearly, I didn't see Jeff out there. Does Jeff still wrestle? Well, he does wrestle for that promotion, but I don't know if he actually still wrestles or not. He probably was the smart one to say, I'm hanging this shit up, because... <laughs> He definitely after seeing what happened to his brother, man. Like Matt Hardy just looked crazy last night. Yeah, it looked really bad, man. It looked bad. He was he was clearly concussed after that too. He you could tell in his movements, and I just didn't like the fact that continued the match because I was just kind of like, yeah, he he was supposed to win or whatever, but it was just kind of like, dude, like it's it's not that serious, man. You know, if they cut that match short, it wouldn't have been like they would have lost pay per view numbers or whatever. Nah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but that's just like it just goes to show you when when someone has like a certain notoriety to him. Yeah. Let's make sure we kind of like it's kind of like they kind of gave that match to him. If if he's knocked out cold like that and they still give him the match by pretty much keeping it going, it just shows you how like they they hand, it shows you how they handpick who they want and they just give everything they need to someone else, man. Mm. Because like I don't know that shit is just crazy. It's, it's it's crazy because you see how like some people can get damaged from that shit, man. Yo, he could have died. Man. Yeah, man. It it was weird and like one of those things where it's like they had it kind of figured out, didn't go the way they wanted, but it is what it is for them. 
one way that it can work out when you kind of have people handpicked for situations is like when Steve Nash was picked as a new coach for like the Brooklyn Nets, you know what I mean? So like he actually, I'm assuming it's going to work out for a KD and Kyrie. Well, they, they support the decision. I'm assuming that you're referencing the Stephen A thing with Stephen A's comments on the matter, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I Stephen A basically, for the listeners, he basically said that Steve Nash getting a job over certain veteran coaches like Ty Lue are, it's, it's white privilege. And he further to went on to explain the reason why he felt like it was white privilege. Like Steve Nash has no coaching experience, but somehow he got the head coach job of the Brooklyn Nets with two superstars in Katie and Kyrie. Steve Nash is not proven as a head coach. He's a Hall of Famer, yes, but he's not proven as a head coach. Man, far as the thing about it, like the, the white privilege thing, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's a white privilege thing, right? Because Ty Lue, when he got the head coaching job in Cleveland Caval- with the Cleveland Cavaliers, was he proven at that point? As a, as a damn good head coach, was he proven? But I think he was. But I think he was handpicked, though, wasn't he? Well, I mean, so was Steve Nash. You know what I mean? You don't. But he, but he was. Ty Lue was handpicked by arguably one of the greatest players of all time, LeBron James. But he, but Ty Lue's not proven, right? He's not Phil Jackson. Right. Phil Jackson. Right, but if he's your head coach, it's proven. You know what I mean? Like he, he wasn't, he wasn't proven. So I, I'm not saying that Steve Nash being selected as a coach is the right thing you know only time will tell i'm not saying that i'm not saying that it's fair that you choose a guy with no experience over guys with experience i'm not saying that neither i don't think it's a white privilege thing i think it's more or less of like hey i know this person and that's why this person is going to get the job over you versus oh well he happens to be white especially when the nba right now is doing all this black Lives matter stuff right (laughs) That's I I don't know if it's so quick to say it's white privilege. I don't think it's necessarily white privilege in this situation. Um, you know, KD has some type of uh, rapport with him from being in Golden State. And, you know, Steve Nash also is, I mean, come on, he's Steve Nash, you know, at the end of the day. Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't make him necessarily the greatest of coaches. But at the same point in time, like when you have KD, who's arguably, I mean, not really arguably top five players, in the league right now. And he's like, Hey, he was on this team when I won a title. I know he can help us out. And he probably says the same thing to Kyrie, who is also, you know, a proven player at this point in time to a certain degree. It's like, you know, it's kind of hard to fight that who else on the team is going to have any say at that point in time. I put it like this, anybody else's team on the say, as far as player goes, isn't going to go over KD saying. Yeah, I I can agree today. Like no one's going to go over is no player there. Like is gonna has can rank themselves in terms of what they can say, what mm-hmm. their how loud their voice is outside of KD. I can agree to that. Right. So I can I can see how there's a connection between the two, which can pretty much show where it's not a privileged thing. But I think the reason why people are saying this is just bringing up just bringing awareness to the fact, like someone like Mark Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. He pretty much coached the team that went on to be one of the best teams we've seen in the past decade, right? Yep. Like he helped build a lot of that team. So I think people that are looking at it from the white privilege standpoint is are saying like, hey, granted, like Ty, Ty Lue didn't have experience then, but he has experience now with some belts under underneath his waist. Granted, it's you, when you have LeBron on your team, it's, you pretty much just got to put, you just got to come to work every day. 
Right. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's be honest. Like, like, if you have LeBron James, you could coach LeBron James, bro. Like, if LeBron said, <laughs> I want to allow, let, let's be honest. Yeah. If LeBron James said, hey, I want Lau to be my head coach. Okay. You think Lau can't win the title for them? <laughs> LeBron, do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like LeBron, because LeBron is somewhat of a player. I I think to some extent he's a player coach just because he understands. I think the way he understands the game, like if he doesn't agree, I think he's going to have some say in the huddle at the end of the day when it's down to a clutch moment, right? Yeah. I think some people are looking at it from a privileged standpoint because you have someone like Amar Jackson, you have someone like a Ty, Tyron Lue who, despite, like we said about LeBron, he still has the experience. He has championship level quality. And these are pretty much two coaches that are coming from one comes from uh, I pretty much built a lot of this championship team, the Golden State Warriors. And one comes from, hey, I've coached a, a championship team with one of the greatest players of all time, Ty Lue. Players, when you see coaches of that caliber looking for jobs and you see like the, oh, well, he know, it, granted, it all comes down to your network. But when it's like, hey, like these guys are looking for jobs that are, quote unquote high overly qualified in comparison to Steve Nash minus the experience granted Steve Nash has the experience on the court so I think that's the reason why some people look at it as privilege I'm I personally I don't see it as privilege necessarily just because shit like it like if you know somebody that's how the game works a lot of times and let's be honest I think when Steve Nash played a lot of us a lot of people knew Steve Nash is the one player that can play He'll come off the bench, and you know he sees the he understands the game of basketball, like, and I think he understands the game of basketball in term, from a player's perspective better than Tyloo and Mark Jackson. So I think his player experience exceeds what the other coaches have to offer. KD's gonna be the star. He should feel comfortable with whoever's in the huddle because you know KD has a problem with like not authority, but he has an issue with some people. He has an issue with a lot of things when it comes to like things being his way to some extent. So, I mean, it makes sense. Like, so at least if Steve Nash is his coach, at least, you know, he doesn't have to deal with like, we shouldn't hear anything about him having issues with the coaching. Well, who do you guys? So right now it's the semifinals on both sides. Who do you guys got real quick? Like winning the series? I mean, you got, you got the Clippers and the Nuggets, the Celtics and the Raptors. You got the Lakers and the Rockets. And then you got the Bucks and the Heat. Who do you, who do you, just real quick predictions. Uh, who do you think is going to close out these series? I see it going um, Celtics Heat in the finals. I would like the Heat to take that one. I think the Heat can take that one. I think if the Heat take that, um, they probably still lose to whoever they go against in the in the West. Um, I I think the Rockets Lakers is interesting, but I see I don't know who's going to take that one. Clippers are going to beat the Nuggets. I, I definitely got the Clippers beating the Nuggets. I have. With the Lakers, Rockets, I'm I'm going to be rooting. I'm rooting for Houston, but I I mean it's at the end of the day, it's hard to count LeBron out. So, but I'm I'm going for Houston, but I won't be surprised if Lakers take it. Um, going with Miami as well. So, and I would I'm not sure about the Celtics. Who are the Celtics, Celtics playing again? I haven't been keeping up with them. The Raptors, Toronto. I'm going with the Celtics on that one. Me, so I got the. I got the Celtics winning. Man, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I think the Heat 
is going to sweep, and I think the Bucks they're not going to play as hard. I see Giannis leaving. Rumor is he might go to Miami or he might go to Golden State. We'll see. I see the Lakers beating the Rockets, uh, but I do see that series going out at least six games. Uh, I think the Rockets are going to be a little tougher than what people thought. And I see the Clippers beating the Nuggets. Now, the Nuggets, they're no pushovers, though. They they're right. they got young guys on the team, but they're balling for real. So yeah. so my East Finals, Heat, Celtics. Then I see Los Angeles versus Los Angeles in the West. Uh, and I guess we'll revisit when it comes to those games. But Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens when it comes to that. I mean, I know in sports, though, we I didn't I don't think I had a chance to watch it, but you sent me something about uh, Cormier, right? Because he finally had a chance to speak on since after he lost, because I saw some I saw some publication about like I guess he has said that Stepe had won or whatever. It was a fair fair fight. Long story short, but what all was it that he was talking about? So he was on the the Ariel Hawani podcast, and right. Ariel asked him. He was like, "Hey, so is this it?" Basically, he was like, "Look, if I'm not fighting for a championship, which he he knows like he's not going to get another championship fight, right. he's done." You know. And he reviewed the fight, and he was like, yeah, Stipe, he thought Stipe beat him three rounds to two. And he thought it was a fair fair call, nothing against Stipe or nothing. And he was like, and then he also said that the reason why he left the octagon without, uh, without like, giving kudos to Stipe or nothing, he said he didn't want to steal Stipe's moment. You know, Stipe mm. won. He said there would be plenty of time for him, you know, to get his flowers. But that's honorable. Yeah, in that moment, it was steep base win. So, and he said he was happy with his career. You know, he was solid. He was solid with his career. And I, you know, I'm happy for Daniel Cormier. Kind of like we spoke about it a little bit already. You know, he had a a tremendous career, and the only two people he lost to, and he already beat one of the two people he lost to, was the best of each person. Yeah. yeah. So there's. I mean, so he has—he definitely has nothing to hang his head at. He seems like he's—he's he's satisfied. He probably is kind of like, look, if I lost to John Jones, lose it to Stipe, it probably is not as as hard because he didn't have a real—he didn't have a blood feud with Stipe. You know, it's more—that was more like a competition thing. Right. Yeah, because I think yeah, because when with him and John, it was they literally did not like each other. Him and Stipe, it was just like a hey. Is business, and they just wanted to fight. I think the thing that made that built that trilogy up so much was outside of just the one loss for each each of them, right. is the fact that there was so much. It was prolonged because of the virus, and then outside of just the virus, but like the contract negotiations and all of that type of stuff. So, right. I mean, I, I think Dan, Dan I, I respect Daniel Cormier for that of being able to 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 understand like, hey, his last this is his last moment in the octagon, and Instead of trying to take any praise from me, he's like, yo, I lost. I walked to the back. I want the man to have all his praise. I don't want it to get eclipsed by my retirement. Because, you know, if he had stayed in the if he stayed in, in the octagon, they would have talked to Steve A for like two minutes. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and they'd the, be like, go ahead. And try to get the um, Daniel Cormier. It's, exactly. It's one of the things where, like, I, I'm starting to gain, like, like uh, a decent amount of respect for Daniel Cormier, the way he's handling this whole situation, like post fight and whatever. Like, even I'm glad his I'm glad his eyes healed up. He won't need surgery. You know what I mean? Like, God. you know, because it, it looked really bad. Um, he had a few things to say about John Jones. He was just like, which I I kind of disagree with. It was kind of weird. Like he said that uh, 
his biggest feud is going to be Stipe because of the man Stipe is. He's like, I'd rather be known to have a, a feud with a guy who's a firefighter and a good husband than somebody who did everything bad. It's like, okay, whatever. That's because like, uh, he beat him once. That's yeah, that that's is. that's besides the point. But it's like, you know, like we, we all know what it is. Like, it's yeah. just it's like a subtle shot. Yeah. yeah. You can't, it's hard to be like, yo, it's hard to be like, yeah, the, my, my greatest, my greatest competition was a person I lost to three times. <laughs> I mean, that's just like Muhammad Ali coming out and saying, yeah, my greatest rivalry was against Ken, Ken, Ken Norton and not fucking Joe Frazier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knows the the one. Yeah, Joe Frazier is like the biggest fight Ali ever had. Ken Norton, like, I'm not saying there weren't big fights, but they're not. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Pales in comparison. Pales in comparison. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then I, so like with that, you know, with that being said, you know, there was more talks though about like John going into the heavyweight division. As you guys already know, he relinquished his belt and all that. So now it's kind of confirmed like, all right, he is coming to heavyweight, but it's more or less of like when now, you know? And Mm. he put out a tweet basically saying like, hey, the negotiations is going well and he's going to start bulking up to go into heavyweight. Now, he also campaigned for a, a, a media title shot against Stipe, but Dana White's already put the brakes on that, saying, like, no, Francis is getting it next. What is your What are your guys' thoughts on that, real quick? I sided with John on that one. Either way, how, however you cut the pie, it works perfectly for Dana, because if Stipe wins, if Stipe wins the fight, he fights John, and then if John wins the fight, he's pretty much the baddest person ever at the end of the day because he's pretty much beat the quote-unquote goat, right? Right. But if he loses, but if Stipe loses, the downside to it is Stipe could automatically want a rematch or prolongs the fight for yep. John. Yep. But the the other side is because we know how Stipe is when it comes to each fight. He, You know Stipe is going to be wanting a ton of more, more money for the John versus Stipe fight. So... If he fights Ngannou, and let's say Ngannou wins, and there's like all the extras like it was before when DC was champion, honestly, John may and if John ends up fighting Francis, who I think the fans win on that. Well, I think the fans win. Dana's gonna win because that's gonna be one of his biggest paydays of all time. Yep. Like so, to me, I think I feel like it'd be better for John to just have the have his chance first, just because. Either way, if you if you have steep if not steep if you have Francis sitting and just looming in the back, it's only a matter of time. Granted, if you have Francis on ice for the time being, who do you send to him to fight next? Because you know he's just going to kill whoever he fights. Well, they said that um, John Jones also called out Brock Lesnar too, and that's a fight I have like absolute zero interest in. No one um, wants to see that shit. No, nobody wants to see it. Brock Lesnar hasn't fought in so long. I think, I don't even know how old he is. Like, I'm pretty sure he's in his late 40s, if not in his 50s at this point in time. Qu- question. What's up? So, sorry to cut you off. Question, though. Because I know, so prior to this whole COVID-19 thing, did you have any anticipation to see DC versus Brock? Absolutely not. Um, okay. I, I never wanted to see Brock Lesnar fight again. Um, you know, I, 100% I just, agree. I just don't see the point. Like, you know, like it's one of those things where Brock Lesnar has done his thing and he's like a part-time fighter at this point in time, kind of like he's kind of a part-time wrestler in his later career in the WWE. Like, 
I I don't really like the idea of seeing him getting in there and actually having combat like affiliation when he can like really get hurt. You know what I mean? Just sit down, yeah. enjoy your retirement. He gets paid a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, but at the same time, for Brock, you got to think about it. Brock is a huge payday for anybody. Still, if you have, if he fights Brock, because like like John already came out and said, he if he fights Brock, he wants he well. John already said he doesn't care about the belt. He wants a big payday mm. at the end of the day. So if he was to fight Brock, I mean, in terms of paydays, you're gonna get the biggest payday possible. Yeah, I I I agree with both of you, gentlemen. I don't care to see a Brock Lesnar fight now. Maybe back in the day, um, but you know, final UFC point though, um, Usman and Burns might be a title fight in December, and plus you have uh, Masvidal and Nate yeah. part two that might be either in December or January. But it's looking like it might be January for a main event. How do you guys feel about those fights? Just your quick thoughts on those two. Um, you know, like. The way I see it is, like, I'm interested in seeing Usman fight Burns. And then um, I feel like me and Lyle, I know me and you spoke about it. Um, Jorge Masvidal fighting Nate Diaz doesn't make the most sense at at the moment because there's other people he could fight. But, like, it's it's the money-making fight in the welterweight division, probably the biggest money fight that you're going to get at the moment. So I understand it. I can agree to that, like, with the Jorge Masvidal and Diaz fight. But Mm. I I think – the only benefit to that fight is if Usman is fighting Burns, then Masvidal needs somebody else to fight in the meantime because I think he's going to want to fight. He wants to fight Usman again, right? Right. So, like, in this situation, it's like you won already before. So this is a – we'll put you on ice for the time being because, like you said, because I think Lau said this in, um, like, a couple episodes. Well, not – well, what, maybe, what, five, six episodes ago? Mm-hmm. About Masvidal is pretty much he brings in the biggest numbers outside of Conor right now. Mm-hmm. So if you give him if you give him another BMF fight, he wins that. Yeah. It's gonna keep his it keeps his stock up, and it holds off because more than likely he'll just be able to fight whoever wins the Usman Burns fight again. This this will be my last take on on <laughs> stuff before you guys go on. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with Usman Burns, right? That's the, that should be the title fight. Now, Masvidal Diaz, the reason why I don't care for that fight, because one, Masvidal, he spanked Nate Diaz from pillar to post when they fought last year, right? The, yeah. He beat the hell out of him. So that fight wasn't really competitive. Now, for a money fight perspective, that's fine. I have no problem with it. But if Masvidal, once he spanks Nate Diaz again, should he really get the title shot? Like, is that is that contender worthy because you have somebody like Leon Edwards who who's on an eight fight win streak who's been calling out Masvidal he's been calling out Tyron Woodley Kobe Covington blah blah but nobody's trying to fight him and the only reason why that he didn't get to fight Usman back in um July was because you know where he's at they have the travel ban because of COVID or whatever like that and so it's just kind of like I I think Masvidal is ducking Leon Edwards, and that's just my take on it because he could clearly fight Leon, and that could be a real number one contender fight. Because if Nate Diaz wins that fight against Masvidal, which I don't think it'll happen, Nate is not going to get the next title shot. What's they're, what they're going to do is they're going to set up, oh, him and Connor for the BMF belt. <laughs> that, yeah, that, and that's exactly what it is. Like Nate Diaz is cool, but I'm tired of Nate Diaz because he's not he he. He's not consistent. He the dude fucking he wins one fight here, 
then he'll lose a few. And somehow he's still, you know, people are still be like putting him in these main event spots. Like, yo, the guy's not, he's not consistent, man. And I want the UFC to stay away from that fucking money fight shit. Cause that was terrible a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. hundred percent. It's it's only going to get worse though. I think it's going to get worse now because of the pandemic, because I agree. To be honest with you, when you're, I agree with what you're saying about Nate Diaz. Like, I I really don't care to see. Only, honestly, the only fight I'd be willing to really watch of his would be him versus Conor three, right? And more than likely, that that'd be the if he was to beat Masvidal, that's going to be the be the the BMF belt. Yeah, that's going to give so Conor can have a belt in the meantime to give him something so he can. For one, he'll have status, like I said before, and then he can use that as leverage when he fights uh, Khabib or um, or what's what's his name? Yeah, exactly him. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you know who him is? Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I feel like if they're going, if the UFC is going to keep doing the this BMF belt, or they're going to try to milk that, I'd rather them just open up like a one sixty weight class so we can actually have another belt, an actual real belt worth seeing fighters fight for. And to answer what you were saying about the Usman and Edwards thing, I think, I think after seeing the numbers, I think Uz, not Usman, uh, Masvidal, I think Masvidal realizes why take hard fights when I can milk. He's going to try to milk this. Don't get me wrong, Masvidal is a bad dude, but he's going to try to milk it if he can milk it and say, hey, like, like when we saw Dennis Silver fight uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. And then right after that, he got a title shot. Why are you getting a title shot for fighting someone of low quality competition? Yeah, you're but, right. But Dan, listen, if Dana sees numbers, if if I know Masvidal can get into the, if I can get Masvidal into the cage, the numbers are going to be great. Why not have him fight, even if it's a bum? So right, yeah, I hear you. I mean, like like I said before, man, like you know, I don't think he necessarily should be fighting him. I think he could always fight anybody else. Or I shouldn't say anybody else, but he keeps on saying that he wants the rematch. He wants the rematch. He's not going to get an immediate rematch, obviously. Okay, right. cool. So fight somebody in the top five. Leon Edwards hasn't fought all year, even though he was scheduled to, but, you know, the world okay. shut down. So it's like it is what it is. It, it muddles up the, the division, and nobody likes that. It'd be the same thing with uh, uh, Khabib fighting GSP. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, it makes money. But if GSP wins, then what? You know, you saw you saw what happened at 185, man. Exactly. <laughs> like nobody wants that. So exactly. I don't know. It's it's one of those things nobody wants to see. You know, like we have all these things in the news that you know nobody wants to see. Um, that stuff. And on a more serious note, um, we had the situation in Rochester, New York, with Daniel Prude. It's a it's a sad situation. It's crazy what happened, more or less anything else. And you know. Also, the Highly Live podcast. Want to give our condolences to the family for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. R.I.P. For sure. Yeah. Like I, I'm. I've read the article about it. I've refused. Like I, I me and Naja talked about this earlier this week. There's a lot of questions that can be made. Like specifically, why did you know the officer put so much pressure on his head? You know, like that's more or less anything else. Like apparently the way the story goes is uh, I guess the brother of Daniel Prude had called the cops on him because he was having a mental episode, you know, in the street. Uh, the cops came to Daniel Prude. He was undressed in the middle of the street. 
they asked him, you know, get down on the ground. He did put his hands on his back. He did. Daniel Prude then said he had COVID from what was being reported. Um, so they put a spit bag on his, uh, on his face. After that, it looked like Daniel Prude had a little bit of a bad reaction to the bag being put on his face. They then put a lot of pressure on the back of his head. Um, Daniel Prude was throwing up on the ground and they were saying, oh, you're throwing up, man, you're throwing up. Like the family saw that as them mocking him and he passed away, or I should say he then went unconscious. They then ruled that he passed away from asphyxiation. And that is a story that we know so far. Yeah, it's a sad situation. It's extremely sad. Like I said before, I haven't watched the video. I refuse to watch it because I don't think the normalization of murder or death on cameras, there's no reason to normalize that for myself personally. But I will say this whole situation is just terrible, definitely with everything that we've seen so far within the media, because it's like it's it's like a rinse and repeat cycle so far. Um, from Breonna Taylor to George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and so many other, so many more, right? Rest in peace. Like, this situation is just upsetting because you're seeing excessive force or what it can be, what is perceived as excessive force because I've seen a clip where the officer pretty much, it looks like he's almost about to do diamond push-ups on his head, right? When you know... And luckily, some like a state like California, I believe, has decided to actually take part in this. But you need more. We need to see more states, I think, across the country, doing this. Where in, in mental health cases, you need to be bringing someone that is. It's better to call someone that's that as a profession in mental wellness in comparison to someone that's there to protect and serve and for a criminal for crime. At the end of the day, so I think. I think that's really what this is a testament to. And I hope hopefully this pushes New York and hopefully every state wanting to actually get mental health, mental wellness officers, I guess you can say, for lack of better terms, to these type of sightings in comparison to a police officer. Because had this not been a police officer and it had been someone uh, from that would have been maybe a therapist or whoever that mental wellness profession would be that would go to those type of call, these type of calls, mm-hmm. if it had it been someone like that, or at least had they been able to be there, I think this the results would have been differently at the end of the day. And it's it's just a sad situation overall. Hopefully we see more that comes from this. I know I've been reading about like the AG and the mayor and the the chief of police. They've all they've all had some words to say about this. I know the chief of police I read and the I believe the mayor as well has said they actually put they were putting everything in the AG hands. They're saying, hey, we've given all the evidence to the attorney general. We're just waiting to see what happens moving forward. So it's a extremely sad situation. I can't believe this happened. When was this like this happened? No, this actually just happened. I'm it's sad how we confuse a lot of these moments. But um yeah, it's just it's extremely unfortunate. Well, no, this happened in March. So like this is I, I've read I remember reading that how it's it's sad that we're seeing something like this now. With such a delay, like if this happens in March, why am I just now seeing it in September? Agreed. It's, I mean, you talked about this. Like, I think there's a whole lot of things like that come from that because of just the, the system in which the the system in which it which we have to play in, what people have to play in, and there being a chain of command. So, right. But overall, it's really unfortunate. My prayers go out to his family. Um, uh, hopefully they've everything gets figured out. People, there's people right now out, out in Re- Rochester actually protesting current currently as we speak. So, 
best wishes to everybody that's involved in a situation and yeah it's unfortunate it's really sad yeah 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 it is it's a it's an unfortunate situation definitely for sure i guess on a brighter note you know there was a release of uh big sean's album you know we all listened to that and we yeah. uh, all enjoyed that you know a decent bit oh uh, it's a good album um it reminds me of a mixtape to be honest I, with you i like that feeling honestly i think it's one of big sean's better albums uh it's not too it's it's one of his good albums i don't know if it's my favorite one personally like i mean i think it's it's cool. It's not bad. It's a good album. Like I had a whole debate about this. You're a Logic fan, so let me ask you this. Okay. So, do you feel as though Logic is like a diet? Someone said this to me. They they believe Logic or Big Sean is a diet version of Logic, or oh Logic. A Logic is a diet version of Big Sean. Rather. So we got to this conversation without me even having to bring it up. That's wild. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so assuming like- you've had this conversation too. No, I've had thoughts about it. I've had a couple conversations about it. So here is the thing. And I know that we're about to get into a debate. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, let me say my little quick piece and I'll let you get your get your shots off. All right. Okay. I, I like this album a whole lot. I think it's a top 10 album. And Absolutely. It's top 10 album of the year. And um, it's better than a lot of fucking shit that has come out. I think it's the best album that came out this past Friday, easily. Um, <laughs> we'll see. So, <laughs> I, I want you to go ahead. Go ahead, Nigel. Yeah, you're funny. What's so funny about that? Uh, I know what he's talking about. You know who? You know who got? You know who got banned? Who got blackballed? So here's the thing about the discography of. Big Sean and Logic, right? Logic has, you know, a decent amount of projects out, I would say more than Big Sean at this point in time. If you look at it as a whole, as a whole, Logic probably has a better discography than Big Sean does. And that's just the way I see it because, like, how I, I was, all right, so Hall of Fame, you can't not re- Logic fans. Hall, Hall of Fame, I'm not really a big fan of that album. Finally Famous, I don't think many people are a big fan of that album. Um, I would say, like, Dark Sky Paradise is probably his his best album, like, prior to this one, his second best album. What? So you think I Decided is his best album compared to Well, this you're one. talking albums, albums. So I'm talking I'm albums, not. albums, yeah, not, like, like just projects and shit. You know what I mean? I mean, I was going to say, because to me, I think, I, honestly, to me, I still think Detroit is his best D1 is still his best project of all time. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. Like, it's definitely in his top three projects for sure. But it's like, when you think about it, Logic has like like two or three albums that are definitely better than, like whatever album falls in that number three space between like, I guess you could probably put Dark Side Paradise. Probably Logic's albums are going to be better than that album. It just is what it is. I mean, so I, I had this conversation, right? I didn't have that conversation. I had more of a conversation on, well, it doesn't even matter. We're already here. We're at the dance. We're here. Oh, uh, If you want to look at Discog, I'll give you, I'll, I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that only because a lot of early Big Sean albums, not just the mute, because I listen to a lot. I've listened to Big Sean since, what, 2008, 2007. Okay. Right? So like what, Finally Famous 2 time, right? 
finally, yeah, finally famous too, I believe. I think okay. it was like his second mixtape or whatever. Okay. This is like when he was still like regular, okay, to some extent, right? Um, I was listening to Big Sean then, and even then, like you could tell there was a a an era of his music where it was just club music for no for like a better terms, right? Okay, Ash, Champagne, Chardonnay, uh, all of that type of stuff, right? Platinum, well, Platinum was a little radio song, um, and he. I'll give you that. When it comes to rapping, making like raps, he's a better logic is a better rapper in term and than Big Sean in terms of lyricism. But I think in terms of who's a better artist, I gotta go with Big Sean. Big Sean. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, I have to say Big Sean because Big Sean makes better music. He's not as lyrical as Logic, but Logic to me is like Logic is diet version of Big Sean. Go ahead, a while. Yo, I man, I, I I want this this fucking debate to be over because I've already I want to pull my fucking hair out. I I it's I can't believe that we're sitting here comparing Logic to Big Sean. I think Big Sean is a better artist, right? I think he's a better rapper. Now Logic is. You know, he got the lyrical, miracle, spiritual, and he could rhyme every fucking, you know, thing in the book. That doesn't fucking matter, bro. If that shit mattered, Logic, he would have retired. Everybody be praising him. You see, must be with his kid. Yeah, I was about to say, that's not a bad reason. I'm just, plenty of rappers be with their kids. Fuck them kids. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of rappers be with their kids. So what I'm saying is just like, you know what I mean? I th- I think it's kind of crazy, like, for anybody. If you tell me, like, yo, man, yeah, Lo- Logic is just a better artist than Big Sean, I'm just going to be like, yo, like, it's crazy, bro. Like, get away from me. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I, I mean, but but, but is it, though? Simple. But So I'll say, like, but is it is it really, like, crazy for somebody to say that? Because if you look at, like, their overall discography, like, you might be able to, like, more Logic more more logic projects it just is what it is and i'm not saying hold hold on hold on wait hold on wait hold on wait okay i'm not gonna say that logic is a is a better rapper which is another conversation that i've had because like i think they they both like when it comes to the art of rapping they both do it extremely well like they put words together well they put flows together well they can talk about their their content very well like you know what i mean like they they do it well you know what i mean so it's I go back and forth about it, like more or less than stick to one side of the fence. I like them both as artists though. But so here's the thing about that, Nigel, right? When you want to use discography, you like a lot of Lil B music, but are you going to say, are you going to say Lil B is a better artist than, than Big Sean? Come on, yo. You know, that's not even like comparable. But, like, but it's, that, it's, no, bro, you can't, but see, that's what I'm saying. You can't use that argument. You like a lot of Lil B music and Lil B puts out thousands of, he has thousands of thousands of songs, hundreds of mixtapes. All so right, his discography is big, but that that holds not that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to what he's saying though. No, but I mean that was that was what he was saying. He was saying like, oh well, his discography is better. He has like a bigger discography. No, well, he's saying his discog is better. He's not saying he has a bigger discog that makes him better. He's just saying when you look when you match up their discog together, he has a better. Big Sean hasn't put out better music than Logic is all he's saying, right? I don't agree with that because I think even you, even Nigel agree, Logic's worst album is, is his biggest album, which, Agreed. I mean, 
I mean, I don't think Big Sean's worst project is probably his biggest project. But um, I mean, I think I think the, to me, I think there's a lot of similarities between between the two artists from the like they're they are kind of like this. I put it like this to me, they're like brothers, right? If they were like brothers, Logic is like the little brother that actually was like, oh, my brother can rap. So I'm going to actually no, like for real. If you think about it, like it's the. I, I find it hard, man, because it's like now if somebody was like trying to compare logic to Eminem, I felt like, okay, that's a lot. It's a lot. I could see the comparison, but I feel like him and Big Sean, they're like, it's just, they're a little different, right? Yeah. they both, Because I feel like when, when I'm looking at, like when I'm listening to logic and stuff like that and listen to his content and I put, uh, put in Big Sean, they're not rapping about the same shit. They're not rapping about the same stuff. I agree, but they're... Their content, their content is different, but it's all shaped around their their experience. There's it's shaped around their experiences, but their experiences is based off one particular thing for for the most part, right? You look at Logic, you stereotype Logic as the 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 race the rapper that likes to talk about his racial issues, right? I'm white. I'm, for, bl- I'm black and white. It, there you go. But like I look to me, I listen to Big Sean. Either you're getting Big with Big Sean. Stereotypically, Big Sean, you're going to say, oh, you're going to get some club music. You're going to get some club music from it, but you're also going to get someone that can actually rap still. They both they both care for the same type of producers for the most part. Like they like the producer wise is very similar. They their styles are their styles are different, but it's a lot of similarities even within their style to me personally. But I still see I see a lot of similarities. But to me, I always fa- I favor Big Sean. I think it's more of a preference. Yeah, between the two, but there are some. To be all in all honesty, there are similarities between the two artists when you stand back and look at it. If you even think about notoriety, when it comes to both artists, right? Don't get me wrong. Logic is a big artist. He sold a huge album, which people didn't. Some of his fans didn't care for, but that's primarily off the backs of that big single, right? This the single about suicide. But outside of that, like. I think even and I'll ask Log, not Logic, Nigel. <laughs> would you do you think do you think Logic gets the respect he deserves? Just yes or no? Damn, like you don't want me to explain this shit? <laughs> no, no, just yes, just, just yes or no, because it, it, you'll understand why I'm saying this. All right, I want to be, I want to get a chance to explain that, but I'll say no. Oh, just like I thought you would say. So he doesn't get the respect he deserves. I per and, and you're a Logic fan. I'm a big Sean fan. A big big Sean fan, right? Like, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves either. Like, I think big to me, I think Big Sean is one of those artists that he's always going to be in. He's always his career is oh has never ascended to me to where it should have been. All right. So let me let me respond to what you said. Just um, the same with logic. So I think Big Sean, if his albums, if I liked his albums more, I think Big Sean would get the credit he deserves. Like, because honestly, like for for a rapper, Big Sean does everything that I would want a good rapper to do. Like he, like like I said, I, I said it before. Like you know, some of the qualities that I that I find in him to be like make him a good artist or whatever. And Logic has a lot of those qualities. The thing about Logic that kind of puts you know him in a certain spot is is that you know a lot of people think like he's like the white boys rapper, and I'm sure he has a problem with that as well. And it just is what it is. If you listen to his music, like 
especially the I'm white, I'm white, I'm black, I'm black album, because y'all love to say that. It's one of those things where it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I get it. I get it. Like if, if I was listening to that shit, matter of fact, I didn't like the fucking album. So it's like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? I, I'm with y'all. Like the shit kind of sucked. It is what it is. But that being said though, like that album in place of his discography is just like a blotch on his record. Doesn't mean his record is bad. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, but I think there's a lot of stains on, there's some more stains on Logic's career, I think, because I think- That's, No, there, lot, there are, for sure. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, I think when it comes to originality, I've, I'll put Big Sean is more original than Logic is when it okay. comes to like bodies of work, just because Logic's work is always a bit, has always been said to be, oh, this is just a knockoff version of a Kendrick album or so on and so forth, right? I didn't really listen to the rest of his discography because I don't really care for him as a rapper. They were saying but, uh, Big Sean sounded like somebody when he came out. Who was it? They were comparing Big Sean and Drake? Yeah. Nah, Big Sean and... No, they were saying Big Sean and Drake were stealing the the that, the that flow of, from Ludacris. No, no. No, Spence is right on that one. I, I forgot about that. I, I remember the Drake and Big Sean comparisons, but I do remember the flow stealing criticism from ludicrous which is yeah. which is in you know at the end of the day that was ludicrous in itself i mean but it, it made sense though yeah definitely i mean at, at the time it made sense yeah uh sure you don't like ludicrous law like no. i i like ludicrous i i i fucked with ludicrous i thought ludicrous was I, I thought Ludacris was better than T.I. when in the early 2000s, right? Mm. I thought... I, I can't agree to that. Yeah, I, I thought in the early 2000s, I thought Ludacris was better than T.I. I thought he put out better work and all that stuff like that. So it's not... I don't have no hate on Ludacris, as, especially on his first half of his career. Right. I, I just didn't agree with those notions, that's all. And just because I feel like Ludacris's music versus their music at the when they first came out versus like what Ludacris has already done at that point i was like man it's two different styles you know what i mean now if you're talking about later Ludacris when he was doing like fucking i'm just gonna make female music then i could see that if there if that was the comparison but i think when i'm thinking of Ludacris, i'm thinking of chicken and beer word of mouth Ludacris. And, no and that Ludacris, he was that was that music it's not necessarily for females, right? It's not favored for females, if you think about it. You know what uh, I mean? You talking about pussy popping? Yeah. Hey, before that. <laughs> <laughs> now I agree there. I agree with you there, but I will say that the the album, um, the album, the albums that Ludacris was putting out at the time were different. They were different in comparison to what you heard from Sean in them, but when. Ludacris got into that pop era, that pop era at that one time where it's like coming down the street like a parade, Macy's, like that punchline type of rapping. That was, yo, you can't lie. He was he was making bank off for that at one moment in time. He was a big artist rapping like that at one moment in time. So I hated that shit. <laughs> I did too. It was it was commercial, but it was probably he probably was at his biggest when he was rapping like that. It's going like, down the basement. I got her, nigga. Grocery bags. He didn't say that, but that was from uh, that one guy off of that Bedrock song. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, come yeah. on, man. Like, that shit is just... That, <laughs> sh that shit was killing me, man. Nah, but but at that time, no, I think when Drake and and Big Sean came out, they had flows like that in some of their songs. Yeah, but back to what we were saying about this whole Logic and uh, Big Sean thing, I'll say this. I'll leave it at this. I, I think there's there are comparisons between the two. 
I'll say in terms of art, in terms of rapping ability, I'll say I'll give it to Logic in terms of career, but in terms of who's the better rapper and artist that I think more that's accepted by more people. I'm not even gonna say that part, but um, who's the just the better artist? I gotta go with Big Sean. Big Sean's the better artist, and I think he makes better music than Logic. It's one of those things where it's like I I understand the comparison, and it's a. Uh... One of those things when I think of like, you know, the top five like rappers right now where I place people and whatever, like, you know, I have I play around with the list and I try to figure out why people, you know, are where they are or whatever. But what I'll say is I think Logic could get a lot more credit. I think Big Sean could get more credit too. I think people kind of sleep on him when in comparison to, you know, your Coles and Kendricks and Big Sean never whatever. proved himself like like they did. And that's because of his discog, man. That's really what it is. Honestly. Well, yeah. Is his discog, but even outside of his discog, listening to this album, I think he needs to get writers. Like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. I, I, oh. I agree with that. Yeah, the, no, well, it, well it, if you let me finish, what I got to say, <laughs> people are so quick to jump the gun. God damn! Uh-huh. I, <laughs> I said the album's good, but the reason why I said I think he needs writers, I think he needs writers in terms of creating, because to me, Big Sean has always been at that second tier. Like, to me, the top tier is Kendrick, Cole, and Drake, right? Okay, yeah. I feel like he's, I feel like Big Sean throughout his whole career, we've seen, big, to me as a, as a fan especially, I think Big Sean has always been respected at that tier two level. He's never got to that tier one level where he should be because of the music that he makes or the music that he should be making. So he's- and, I, and, re, and reason why I say if he had a writer, I think he would be at that tier one position, just like some of the other people that are there. So he needs like, so he needs high high. Hey man, Sci High. Yeah, listen, he probably can't get Sci High. Sci High writing all the hits for Travis Scott and uh Kanye West. Hey man, shouts out to Travis Scott. And how do you guys feel about Kanye? Well, I well actually I was gonna say I hope Sci High actually maybe Sci High might ghostwrite this whole like presidential campaign for Kanye. And then maybe he can actually have a chance. But uh I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work for them, but clearly Arizona is not feeling it. So they actually had somebody come out and petition. They've actually, no, they're actually suing or like petitioning the state from having Kanye actually on the ballot this year, just so it doesn't have any confusion. Man, so honestly, this whole Kanye thing is is a joke. I don't want to put any energy in that when it comes to presidential shit. Don't want to put any energy into it because it's it's just a joke. We we all know he's not fucking winning. We all know that you know whether he comes out and admits or not, he's taking votes away from Biden to help out his friend. You know what I mean? Oh, he already came out and said something about that. You know what I mean? I I, I think it's a, I think it's a joke. Anybody voting for him, I just felt like, look, man, you're not really serious about what's going on today. And I'm not saying that because Kanye is a black man. I'm saying that because Kanye is not the right person right. to to be running. You know what I mean? I, I I don't know if you guys saw that the shit with Nick Cannon, but I watched it and it was he didn't say anything crazy really, right? I watched it because I thought, okay, he was gonna come out and say some crazy shit. Honestly, it was a normal ass interview, and it just and when I was reading, I mean, watching that, I was kind of like, you know what? What Spence was saying a few podcasts ago was right. This shit was all an act, bro. Yeah, like I just don't. I, I I don't know, man. When when you when I hear the name Kanye, man, it's just immediate head shaking. I wonder what kind of crazy thing he's gonna say now. Right. 
I mean, it it it's Kanye just knows how to keep himself in the media at the end of the day. Like that's all it really comes down to. He knows how to keep himself in the media. He knows what to say to trigger people. Cause I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched part of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, bust me. God damn, man. Shit, I was trying to suppress it. I ain't I ain't got nothing. But uh, <laughs> um oh, man, the new strand. <laughs> 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 I guess I guess I got the two point Yeah, but oh, uh, uh, let me not joke about that too much. <laughs> um, I think Kanye knows like what I, he knows how to get people riled up, and I think watching I didn't watch the whole interview. I watched part of it, and I watched like the first half of it, and it wasn't too much. Like you said, it wasn't anything that's like shocking, right? In terms of who Kanye is. I wouldn't be surprised if there is more, if there is those parts, because it's a, this is part one of the interview. But I do think Kanye, I, only thing I gained from looking at this so far is just how, like, more of, like, the understanding of Kanye in terms of his business, right? Yeah. So, and, like, whatever his mission is, which is cool. I think it's just... I don't know. I think I have to see more. I have to finish watching this one and just see what else comes out from the from this whole interview just to really form a, a accurate opinion. But I don't know. I think to me, at the end of the day, watching it, one thing I did say was Kanye knows how to keep his name going at the end of the day. Like whether it be people like the person in Arizona that's trying to sue to get him off the ballot. Or him having like those crazy moments, like him. Ex- he talked about that. He expounded on that a little bit in the Cannon in the Nick Cannon interview. Also, what is that? Well, he was just saying why he dressed that way and why he ended up saying something about his daughter, like the whole thing about being vulnerable, talking about his daughter, about wanting to get rid of his daughter at the moment in time. So, but it wasn't. It like Lyle said, it's nothing crazy. I think in terms of what you expect from Kanye. And what you got from Kanye was like it was lacklustering. It was very lacklustering. But I'm hoping to like to listen to like to see more of it down the line, if anything. Man, this this whole situation is crazy. I'm I'm done with it. Just kind of like Lyle is like you know, people are gonna vote for him because they're idiots. <laughs> honestly, at the end of the day, like anybody who votes for Kanye is an idiot. Honestly. <laughs> and I mean, really, it's, it's a waste of a vote. We all know it. He probably knows it. <laughs> he knows oh, it. Yeah. It's his scheme. It's, it's it's come on, man. Most people that create scams, they know it's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, of course. They don't, so, they don't believe that's not a scam. So, <laughs> so let me tell a story, right? Because we got we got a little extra time today. So. There was this thing that me and Lyle did. He comes up to me. He comes up to me and he says, hey, you know, this person comes up to me and there's this uh, company, this uh, insurance company. Oh, shit. We don't have to say the name of said company, but uh, Lyle comes up to me and he says, hey, you know, uh, you know, we're going to come here. We're going to do this meeting and blah, blah, blah. So we go there. You know, we sit there in this meeting and I'm seeing people like, you know, all colors and creeds and whatever. And I'm just looking. I'm like, hmm. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of things seem odd about this. So we go and see the dude again. And it's like, all right, well, all you gotta do is buy this insurance book, costs about like two hundred dollars, and you can sell insurance with us. Now, me scam red flag immediately. I'm <laughs> I'm like, huh, like 
I don't want to do that because it's like they never explain what this job was. Every time I asked <laughs> what the job is, they never said what we were doing. So just, yeah, they just said, "Hey, you're selling insurance." I'm like, "Okay, well, cool. How are we going? Are we going door to door? Are we emailing people? How are we doing this?" They're like, "Hey, don't worry about that. Call your friends and tell them that they're selling insurance and they can make money too." So I'm like, <laughs> "What?" Yeah. So I'm like, oh, "Okay, this is a pyramid scheme." Immediately, I'm like that. Now me. No, no, it's not pyramid. It's actually we have. They showed you proof of concept, right? <laughs> Me and Lau are young at the time. So I say, hey, Lau, I'm, I'm not about this. Like, I'm out. Lau says, like, you know, once again, we're young. He says, hey, man, you sound like you're being kind of a Debbie Doubter. And, <laughs> and I was just like, yo, nah, like, this shit just doesn't sound right. Like, it just doesn't sound right. And he was like, yo, nah. He's like, you being a Debbie Doubter. So I was like, all right, cool. Is what it is. You know, and I, I went to a few more of the meetings and I'm like, yeah, nah, I went I went to one one day and right. once I noticed that, hey, these guys are not going to tell me what, what is going on and how we're going to do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. You went to multiple meetings and they never told you what y'all were doing? Not once. No, so, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they told us, they told us, but it wasn't. They didn't tell it in a way where Nigel felt comfortable, right? I, and, I, and I'm just gonna say the company. I'm just gonna say the no, company. Don't say it. Don't say it. No, no don't I, say no, it. Don't say it. No, don't don't, don't say, say it. it. Oh, okay. I was about to throw him under the bus, for real, bro. I, and I, I could have cared less either. But anyway, Nigel was right about this company, though. He he was right. Like it was it was a pyramid scheme scam type of shit. And the thing about it, it does you do sell insurance, right? But but Nigel said one thing to me that stuck out with me, and I kind of wish I hopped on that, that instinct immediately, but I did it. He was like, Lau, how can a blind man sell insurance to you? <laughs> <laughs> and it was and it was life insurance, bro. But, <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> what? And that's not to say that blind people can't can't sell insurance, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, like, you know what I mean? Because blind people are very, very capable in it and everything else, but it just... It just looked kind of odd, you know. There what was I mean? a like, blind man, a blind guy, <laughs> in one of these meetings, and he nothing against people who have handicaps like they're blind, yeah, disabilities. Nothing against them because they're they're capable of doing work. This guy clearly looked like he didn't have a job. Yeah, it, like, it, like he walked in like literally like <laughs> off the street, the street. and <laughs> people who are listening. Y'all know what I mean when I say, like, <laughs> off the street. Like, you know? So when I saw that, I'm just like, okay, you know, it, fuck the fact that he's blind. Like, dude look like, with, like, you'd never buy insurance from this guy. Like, this particular guy. He didn't, he, I, I, I'll put it like this. He just, it looked like he wasn't, he, did, he wasn't dressed apart. In so many words. Yes. <laughs> that, that's putting it lightly. In so many ways, he wasn't dressed apart. I got you. Yes. So, like, when he gave, when he, he, when he said that to me, I said, I'm like, damn, this motherfucker's right. And eventually, over time, you know, I, I finally smartened up and realized, like, okay, this is, this is definitely not the fucking move. But if you, if, if you, if you, you know, and I don't think you will because you're above that, but, if if you somebody ever came to you from that company, 
I would tell you to go far from it as possible. Listen, I'll tell you like this. I've been I I'm I won't be falling for any of those. And I say that because I've seen plenty of those. I've yeah. seen the I've I've never seen the insurance one. I've seen there's a motor club one. I forget what the name of it was. There was uh you remember when people were waking up? There was the wake up now. Yeah. Don't know what happened. And he, Joel Santana backed Wake Up Now. Welcome home, for Joel Santana. Um, yeah. There was a, a knife company that I went to. I went to a knife company when I was 18 looking for a job. And I knew it was a scam after I was just there. It was like a janky type of spot. It was across from the high school. Well, oh one like, so one of the things janky. about one of the things about it, right, that well, I didn't think the job was feasible for a young 19, 20-year-old me, right? Check this this motherfucking like company was like, Hey, do you know ten people that's looking for a job? And no, I don't know ten people that's looking for a job. I know ten people, but some of them already have jobs, you know? Okay. Right. Out of these ten people, do you think that they know ten to twenty people that's looking for a job? <laughs> that's a scam. No, no, he's I'm, literally telling you to scam in front of your eyes. Yeah. yeah and, and I'm just kinda like Bro, no, right? So he gives me this sheet. He gives <laughs> me this sheet. You're dismissing the whole thing. Yeah, this guy, he gives me the sheet, right? And it's like a list of like, it's like 30 lines. And he was like, tell me 30 people and give me the contact information. And then I'll, so this way we can reach out to them. And these 30 people that actually come and join, they're going to be under you. And I was just kind of like, bro, like, I don't know who, I don't know 30 people that's gonna that's willing to do this. And he was like, oh, well, you know, it could be anybody. It could be your uncle, your aunt, your cousins. And, and you know, that was just more or less of kind of like, all right, yeah, this shit is not. <laughs> the shit that got me is like, they, they were like, hey, just list everybody you know. And the people who can't do it, it's practice. It's just like, okay, nah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm not giving you any of these names, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's, you can just man. practice on a few of your friends, and it's okay. It's just like, yeah, like you're, you're setting me up for a trick. I, see, I, I was in the parking lot going to, going to fucking GameStop one day. I was picking up a game, and dude comes up to me. He's like, yo, you're, you're military, right? I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right, well, look, I got a job for you. I'm like, yo, I'm I'm in a parking lot. Like, and we sat there and talked. I'm like, yo, I don't give a fuck about this. I don't I don't give a single fuck. Like, let don't me get my me game. Out, don't you see me getting out the store, picking up a game, going even, back to my car? Not even. Don't you? I, I was walking to the store. He saw you. I, he, he probably saw me pull up in the parking lot. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Like, you know what I mean? No, he saw you from afar. You're in the military, you. right? <laughs> what kind of fucking question? He's like, he's like, got that look. Like, yeah. nah, like, come on. Nah, he saw he saw something. You did something that he knew. Oh, he's in the military. Shit. Trust me, I trust. Trust me, I from seeing people that have tried to do this type of stuff. Like I've seen people literally try to sign me up for like the uh, right now is forex, uh, right? Okay which is a real market, but people are really trying to sign me up. I've seen people try to sign me up for it. And I'm like, fam, there's no way in the world I'm doing this. And they try the same thing. Like, oh, you know, I know you got a job and all, but hey, listen, man, the pandemic is getting really bad. And it was actually someone I knew hit me. It was like, yo, the pandemic's getting really bad. And, you know, 
knowing you for so long, I really care about your well-being and hoping you're doing good. So I wanted to put you onto an opportunity. And it was pretty much the forex show. I I just said, nah, I'm good, fam. I'm good. I'm good with my job, yo. Like, so, it, it, it's crazy because, so do you guys remember I used to work for that the, the Bonds to Go company? Yeah. What? You didn't know I used to work for Bonds to Go? Nah. You, you know what that is, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was working at Bonds to Go for probably like eight, seven or eight months. You know? And then... um. There was a guy that, man. This, this is, is I know you. Yeah, bro, you knew me. This is this is before Zoe was born. I might, I may. Have, was this like up in Newark or some shit like that? Upstate. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah. I remember you saying something about it. Yeah. So while I was I was working there, there was sometimes there's guys that come in. Well, I should say just guys, but sometimes there's customers that come in there and that spend big amount of money on custom made blinds. There was this right. one guy, he was like, yeah, him and his wife, they, they just got a new house and they're looking for blinds. So I'm working with this guy and he's spending mad bread. Like, we're, we're talking, I never thought somebody spent thousands or thousands of dollars for some oh, yeah. fucking blind. But working there, you, you see that quite a bit. So this guy, he buys his blinds and he was like, hey, man, are you going to school or nothing? I was like, no, nah, I'm not in school currently. But when I was going to school, I was going to school for computer network, blah, blah, blah. He said, oh, so you're into that. Okay, cool, because, you know, I'm interested in that, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, <clears throat> hey, take my business card or whatever like that, da, da, da. So I'm like, all right, cool. So this he, a couple of weeks later, the guy comes back to pick up his blinds. And he was like, hey, man, what you doing for lunch today? And I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't got no lunch or nothing. He was like, look, man, I... If you want to come up with me, you know, my tree or whatever. So we went to, so we went to uh, this restaurant and it was a nearby. It was a like blah, blah, blah. So I, I went there with him, right? Because I just thought like, okay, this guy who looked business savvy, give me a business card, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking like, okay, you know, I wonder what this, you know, if this guy is trying to offer me some type of a, a real fucking job or some shit like that. Because I, I never had it. I was like, what the fuck? But fuck it. Why not? Right. Right. So I go there, this guy, we're, we're talking, he's asking me, like, what I'm into and, like, what do I, like, want to be in career-wise and all that stuff. So I'm here thinking, like, yo, this guy's about to offer me some type of fucking business, like, like job or some shit. Like, this is crazy. And so I'm, like, sitting there, I'm, like, getting eager to hear, like, okay, what he's about to say. Then he's like, I want you to watch a video. So it's a video of a guy selling products. And then I really <laughs> right there, I was like... <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, what was the level of this the level of like dissatisfaction dissatisfaction whatever. Dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction. Uh, yeah, I, like I, I you know, I respectfully finished the video because I didn't want the guy because he paid for the meal too, right? And I, I didn't want him to feel I, no no man because at that point like I, where was, I really, where was it at? What the the food? What the, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> that's the question. Yeah, what was I, it? Somewhere I, good? It's it's bid. It's bid. Oh well, let's say this. At the time when this happened, was it mid for you or was it good for you? Good eating for you at the time. Fine. Economically, it was good for me. Okay. Okay. Oh, I understand why you said that. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Otherwise, I would have been out. I'd be like, hey, man, like, they actually need me back at the office. I got a phone call. Like, 
So, he took a lot of Applebee's and was like, was like oh. <laughs> I'm eating good, dog. <laughs> so, Econo- economically. He's like, I'll even get you the two for 20. How about that? <laughs> oh, where? You don't want to let me get both of them? Yeah, <laughs> man, go ahead. So hey, this you one, can get he's a like, drink. So this Ooh. guy, so this guy, <laughs> after he shows me this fucking video of, of people selling products, he was like, yeah, I want you to join under me. You know what I mean? I think he got good aptitude. Of course, you know how to sell because you sold me and my my wife thousands of dollars worth of blinds. Da, 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 <laughs> the, this and other, and I and I was just like, well, I got to think about it. And he said, like, all right. Give, he gave me his number and shit like that. And then he was like, this man, he was like trying. He was like, fucking. He was calling the store to speak to me. He was trying to fucking. He was like, yo, why haven't you called me yet? And all this shit like Sounds that. Like a bad ex girlfriend. <laughs> and and I was just kind of like. Man. And I was kind of like, I and I had to tell him, I was like, look, I'm really not interested in, you know, where I'm at, I'm satisfied with, you know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. You know, hopefully you take care. Hopefully you enjoy your blinds that you got from the store. Watch for the pyramid schemes and all that shit. Yeah, not bad about that. Watch for shit that you're trying to play for us. Oh, nah. <laughs> nah, it was the, uh, <laughs> I was trying to close it, it went off by accident. Uh, the, Tom Hanks' son talking about Adele. That was Chet. Yeah, I, I heard uh, Chet Hanks and uh, well, the Jamaican Adele. They said if they had a baby, da 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 da, so on and so forth. That shit is for That shit looks great. It, uh, you know what though? Adele, Adele, Adele. You know, I say me a prayer from long time, but after me see a picture of that, mm, it's sweet me. Me not tell no lie, my girl. Your style fit you. Big on yourself. And uh hey. come on, man. Why? Hey, man. Shouts out. Shouts out to everybody that finds that entertaining. When I see shit like that, I just <laughs> I swipe. I just <laughs> I have no care yeah. for shit like that, bro. Fam, <laughs> fam I seen. I, I seen. I came across it. And I'm like, fam. You. <laughs> the shit. It's just. It. It's. It's. It's so many things all in one. <laughs> so many things all in one, because you saw what they were giving. You know the hell. You saw the hell they were giving Adele. About I mean, that. but some of the people were out there like, "Hey, look, like we don't care about her wearing our flag. Like, go for it." You know what I mean? Yeah. And but I you know, yeah, I I have no problem with it. But I think, of course, you know, some people always going. Well, Chet is one of those people, but like people like cultural appropriate. Yeah. Like you think he, you think he cultural appropriate though, so? and I, yes. I. But but why do you say that? Because is it, I think is it his I, chil- ch- his children is from like a black woman. No, Tom I, Chet Chet is Chet's mom black. No, no. he's saying his his children. Chet's yeah, children. Chet Chet's children. I'm not talking about uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like I I don't I mean like you every time you have a white person outside of Eminem, that's always referencing black culture these days. I I feel like people are quick to say, oh, that's cultural appropriation. I'm like. I, I'm like, what? What if they they're really down for the culture? Like, you know what I'm they, saying? I'm, it, he could he could be, and I may have just never seen it. To me, it no. just comes across as appropriation, just because it's. I think to me, appropriation is just the benef- benefiting off of of one's other race without really having to give anything back to it. Like think, it's like, oh, oh, I see this. Oh, I like this. I'm hacking the culture, quote unquote, and then I taking a leave. You saw what Steve Stout said. One of those people they give a lot of flack to is like Justin Timberlake, and like he's honestly been doing this shit in the culture for like over like a decade now. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like 
it's like he's been doing this shit for like a long time like working with like different artists and shit from the culture and it's like that was before miley cyrus jumped in and out of the culture you know what i mean yeah. i mean but because yeah. because you always gonna have somebody like that though you're always well, gonna have you're always gonna have artists that come in take what they need and then go back you saw you saw when Justin was like, oh, I'm trying something new and I'm rebirthing myself and I'm going, what was it, like, Man in the Woods or some mess like that? But even still, if you listen to that album, like, most of those songs are produced by Timberland and Pharrell. Like, you know what, what I mean? What a surprise. But, but it, has he given it back to the black community? Does he have black children? Blah, no, blah, blah. that. I can't I mean, speak I don't that think, shit. Well, listen, I don't, first and foremost, I don't think having black children means you gave back to the black community. No, it, it, do, it doesn't be that. But it but if you're if you're willing to... No, doesn't mean anything. I, no, let me finish. If you're willing, I know what you're saying. If you're willing to to sleep with black people and all that stuff like that, it's for people, the general public, it's safe to assume like, oh, well, you know, maybe this guy is for black people. Because not, it's, it's you don't see white people, and I'm not talking about just sleeping. I mean, like, if you're going to have a family with a black woman, it's not, it's not something that you see white men readily so to be publicly out with to have black women as their wives like and have Brian black Urlacher. families. Exactly. I didn't know. I, I'm not I, saying I didn't, what? I, didn't, I didn't know Brian Urlacher. I didn't know Brian Urlacher had a black wife until somebody fucking mentioned it or you had to do research. He doesn't publicly go out there and parade that. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying I fully agree with what you're saying, but what I will say is that like, if you're, if you're kind of taking part of the culture for like a long period of time, and you're not really backing away from your stance. Like, I mean, reinventing yourself. Artists do that shit all the time. Like, Miley Cyrus is like, you know, you we all know what she said. I don't have to dive into that. But it's like one of those things where it's like, did she really, did, did Justin give back to the culture? I can't speak for that. But he's been, he's been kind of like dipping his toes in for like, like 10 years. Well, <laughs> you know what well, I mean? I, like, like I, mean, I, years. I think, I think the whole thing with Justin Timberlake all goes back to the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. Yeah, Which but that's I think, that, though. We can't blame well, that on well, Justin. Well, no, I, I think, I think the reason why people say something about that from that moment moving forward is just the fact that, and granted, I understand business, but <clears throat> when you get a chance to be on a stage with someone like, like Janet Jackson, and then you, you go, you go through that whole rendition, and then she catches, she catches hell for it. But it only happened because he pulled it, right? And right. he steps away, he goes off and has his career while she's catch, she catches hell. She's Janet Jackson, so she rebounds from it. I think that's where people are like, okay, well, if you you feed off, you, you were you took part of this whole thing, and now when the heat comes, it's like, hey, y'all just gonna throw that on her. If it would, the event would have never happened had I not been there. I and it. I think be- I think because of those that that singular moment, I think that was one of the singular moments that made people look at him differently. And this is like during the time he has like he's he's a pillar at some at a pillar loosely saying that in terms of music at the time when it came to like within our culture, he was socially acceptable accepted at that time because I think this might be this might have been before was this this might have been before Crime Me a River, but. It's like he was still making he was making music that we accepted already. So, but I think but, that's I mean, the reason for it. So, what's the real definition of cultural appropriation, right? Because, like, for like, if we don't, when you say somebody like okay, like Miley Cyrus, right? We all know she's Hannah Montana, and the music she was making on Disney was clearly not some of the the music that she was making later on in her career. I could see you saying something like that. So, and I feel like it's easier to label a artist. 
for cultural appropriation. I can even see somebody say that to Justin Timberlake if Justin Timberlake has to give it back to the culture some way. But when it, when it comes to like regular people like Chet, and I'm not trying to defend Chet or nothing, I'm trying to understand, okay, where why are you saying he's culture appropriating, right? Like why, like what did he take that was so like, what did he take to make his career for black people that that it's that he could have that label. I'll be honest with you. I never heard of anything about this guy until he started using the the patois thing. Let's be honest. Like I think most people, nobody heard about him until he started doing the patois thing, right? And that's, I think and that, that that's fair. It, that's fair. And that's a that is a form of cultural appropriation. Like you're, for for you to just for to understand, hey, like okay, I'm taking something. And granted, we all granted, I think we all do it in a micro way. But I think when it's something that is considered from the standpoint of saying, hey, I don't think when something is not culturally accepted, right, yeah. by by society, if society doesn't accept something that your culture does, but someone else can come in and use use it for their benefit and it's accepted by society, there's a problem there, I think. And well, I think I when pe- and, and when people recognize like, hey, I can use this and granted it may not be society society will entertain it because it's me and not someone from that actual culture. And I'll still get some approval from this culture. The same goes with like you look at the the issues that people have always brought up with Kim Kardashian, for instance, right? A lot, a lot of times, people say she culturally appropriates because a lot of things. But I think I think she fixed herself with that, with with all the whole thing that she's done by helping people get out of jail and all that. eh, I don't think I don't I I don't think I don't I think it helped it it shows a testament that you are willing to help people that are brown and black color, right? And maybe I have it wrong by saying a cultural appropriation is the 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 using of one culture but not giving back. I may be wrong in that saying and just saying like you're taking from someone else's culture for your benefactor, right? Okay. Where, because a, a lot of times, I mean, a lot of people look at her from her standpoint of from the hairstyles she wear that are known within our culture that are deemed unacceptable when when women, black women have worn these hairstyles, right? Some things that we find that have been considered either ghetto, uh, not professional, so on and so forth. These are things that are considered people don't like. People not don't like, but it's considered unacceptable, right? In certain spa- in professional spaces, in certain spaces, right? But you'll have someone like, and I'm using these people in particular, like someone like, you'll see someone like a Miley Cyrus or Kim Kardashian who considers themselves a stand... Well, we'll say Kim Kardashian, for instance. She considers herself a standard standard of beauty to some people, right? Okay. Well, some of the things that makes her a standard of beauty are things that come from our culture in terms of looks, whether it be hair, whether it be jewelry, whether it be those type of things. People find that to be, oh, this is beautiful on her, but when you see it from someone else, it's, oh, nah, it doesn't look good. It's not deemed acceptable or it's deemed ghetto. Or something to that nature, and I think that's why people look at things, look at her from that standpoint of cultural appropriation, from even the fact that she uses something on her skin just so her skin could be darker, right? But and granted, you can't, granted, we can't control melanin. We can't give melanin to people, but I think it's just a testament of saying, hey, when, when if if I get criticized for my skin complexion, but then someone else can turn around and say, hey, I'm not that skin complexion. Do whatever they got. Granted, I'm darker, so it's going to look differently, of course. But they're able to take, hey, I can put something on my skin, to, though I may be extremely lighter than you, for lack of better terms. 
I don't I may not have that pigment. I don't I may not have that brown pigment within my skin. And I put that on just so I can to feel comfortable and be accepted by people. It's like it it'd be like a trip out to me because it's like, yo, I've I've been called all crazy things as a kid for my for my skin complexion. But then someone that's not that didn't have to grow up with the same fight and struggles that I had from it, they can go ahead and put this on put this on their skin to make them look somewhat similar to me, maybe not me necessarily, but maybe someone of your one of y'all complexion, right? And it's deemed acceptable. Right. Like I think that is just a that's a form of appropriation that people take note of. And I think that's the reason why so, a lot people like that have have that sentiment a lot of times. I, I, I don't I mean so like with that one I I feel like this one is like really touchy and I think it kind of de- this one depends on the situation versus like a generalization right because like I feel right. like we everybody likes things from different cultures right so is it culture so it's a cultural appropriation where when black people take from Asian culture right like far as like the styles and the themes and all that stuff like that or is a culture appropriation when when you have like a lot of these rappers you know they have these obviously Hispanic tones to their music and terminology and all that but obviously they're not giving back to the Hispanic community but their whole you know image is based off of Hispanic things is like that, who? Is, I, I, so Just in like, general I think you're saying like, right, rap- gen- hold on. You're saying rappers? I think he's saying just in general. Oh, right. Okay. In, in gen- I mean, but rappers do it too, right? Like, for example, the Migos, right? We we understand. They're not saying, "Hey, we're the Migos because we like fucking salsa and chips." We know why they're the, the Migos. You know what I mean? Why they call themselves the Migos? So, well, I'm just saying, cause it's kind of like, I, I feel like. With that, I feel like it's like pick and choose, right? So I can understand from a financial standpoint why people would be upset, right? Let's say like the guy Chet, because that's what this stemmed from. Let's say that Chet came out and he was making money and he was doing fucking shows off of the Jamaican accent. I can understand being, people being pissed off like, yo, like you're not even fucking Jamaican. Like that ain't right. You know what I mean? Well, you have actual real Jamaican performers that should be getting recognition. I get that 100%. But I feel like for like a fucking Instagram video, I feel like, yo, like he's just, he's just fucking talking. I don't understand like what's the big deal and why you should make it so deep where you're trying to label him as culture or appropriation. You know what I mean? Now, like I said, if the dude is making money from it and he's not bringing like some, and he's not giving back to what he's made money from, then I can understand people being upset. But if it's just a fucking random post a picture, then I feel like, well, if you could criticize that, then everything that you guys do that's not from your culture and you're making pictures and posts from it, you guys shouldn't that you you're open to criticism for that as well. I feel like right. that's a two lane street. And I feel so like that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like that's a that's it really depending on the situation for you to say that's cultural appreciation. So everything that you're saying about Kim Kardashian and all that stuff like that, then that's fair, right? Because like literally practically everything that she does, she makes money from it. Right. She, and she makes money off of Instagram. She makes money advertising facts. what she got like that. But if it's some random girl that nobody fucking knows that she's appreciating black culture, she shouldn't get slammed because she's not making money off of like Kim Kardashian is making money off of it. And I feel like sometimes I feel like people confuse it of like, hey, I appreciate this culture to the point that I actually like it versus like, hey, I'm going to steal it as my own and not give credit where it came from. And I feel like right. that I there's a lot. Of, I feel like there's a lot of confusion of that, bro, because if that's the case, black people need to stop. We need to 
we need to go ahead and own the African culture 100%. And we need to stop fucking with, with, with the Migos. We need to stop, we need to stop fucking with Pablo Escobar's and shit like that. We need to stop fucking with anime and manga and Japanese shit. I don't think, I'm, I don't, I don't think no. because I watch anime, if, if you watch anime, that's appropriation. No, 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 no. But there's people out there that live by the anime shit, die by the anime shit. Oh, but that's that, a cartoon. That, no, I, what, I think what he's still form of entertainment. I think Whether, what he's saying, but, but that, but that's I not. Think, but uh, but think, a, a form of entertainment is is different than something that is like, okay, this is known to a culture. You know I, what I'm saying? Like, I, which, like, is, like, which is, hold on. that's like that's uh, those because two, you can't you can't compare. You it's hard to compare. Something that is like okay, the way you wear your hair versus a cartoon that comes on TV at five o'clock. I, I, I think I see, what he's saying is that like some people take it and like will use it as like their thing. You know what I mean? Like more or less right. than anything. I don't think he's saying it like, hey, I like it. Okay, cool. Like you can't fuck with it anymore. I think he's saying like, hey, like some people use it as like the way they make money, and it's like right. they can instead take from our like original culture and make that and monetize off of that mm. instead. But see, right. I think I think see exactly. when it comes to when it comes but, to the conversation of original culture within this country, we that's a whole nother conversation. I think I'm t- because I'm just talking about I, black people. I, I, I know, but talk- I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking, talking about black people though. I'm talking right. about black people because you when you when you have when you make that type of statement, you're also making the statement that it for me for me it it'd be like you telling me it, and I'm just saying this from my experience. To, it'd be like someone telling me, "Hey, you need to only practice your African culture." Well, for one, there's a whole conversation that goes behind that that we don't have to have that derives from slavery, right? So I think the culture that we have in America is our culture. And I think as a, as a people, we've I think a lot of things that we embrace in terms of what we embrace as our culture right. are a lot of times from, that we embrace from other cultures uh, is a lot of times because of, hey, we're pulling things that resonate to us to some extent, to some extent whether it be the the fight that someone had to have and i think that's why for a lot well for i think with we'll just say for a lack of better terms we'll just in within culture where we we praise like the the king the kingpins and the all of that stuff i think a reason why a lot of times people praise them within our culture has a lot to do with the economical uh hurdles that a lot of people face right in this in the standpoint in the standpoint of you look at someone like a el chapo or 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 even a Scarface, right? Someone's going to look at that. Someone that maybe from our culture will look at that and say, hey, he made it. For, he At the end of the day, that person symbolizes a person that made it from something to not, from nothing to something, right? And I think that's the reason for that, for those type of appropriations when it when you, or when you embrace something like that. But when I'm talking about the appropriation from someone like Chet, right? I look at it as appropriation because he's only known for, there's nothing, I've never seen anything where, we're just talking about him or he's anything that's ever been in media that's came across us in media where it's just him just being him. It's always something that's attached to this di- this Patois dialect ever since he got caught some shit for it. So I think I, that's the reason. I think that's one of the reasons as to why there's appropriation there and that he benefits from it in the long run because his celebrity builds, which means his income should build along with that. I well, think, I, that, I think I, that's a lot of the things with that. No, I mean, I, I just feel like that... It, 
at that point, it'd be pick and choose, right? Because as you were saying about like the whole El Chapo thing, right? He, he got it out the mud and black people could relate to get out the mud. Well, if that's the case, why don't you relate it to our African situation? Like the King of Scotland, right? That's a motherfucker that got out the mud to to the point that right now he's, he's fucking, he's reigning, dictating, and he's ruling a portion of Africa. But nobody wants to reference shit like that. Who, who are you to, talking about? I've never heard of him. Well, you look. It's it's a movie that Fortis Whitaker played, and you could, you, yeah. Okay. See, so what I'm telling you right now, like, but nobody referenced that in the black culture. They don't. They want to reference Pablo Escobar, El Chapo, every yeah. other fucking you know Mexican cartel, and it's cool and it's funny for for entertainment. But I feel like that's part of what you're, you're, you're saying about that because none of them fucking entertainers, rappers or whatever like that, they're not fucking, they're not going back to those communities that actually, they're actually living through the damage of what those cartels are ca causing and they're not giving right. back to them at, at that at all. So in a sense, to your explanation, that's appropriation as well. All the fucking YouTube creators and people that's in, also right. entertainment that's, that's living off of the, the, the fucking the Japanese themes, whereas it's anime, manga, video games, all that shit, and they're they're making money. They're not giving back to the fucking the the Japanese people that's that that created that fucking thing for them to live. And I see but a see, bunch I, of I, no. But I, I, I hold I, I hold it, to me. I hold it differently when it comes to a cartoon. I, Personally, I, because it's no, a cartoon. You're, you're, I might have to agree to disagree. For no, 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 no. You're, you're holding it just to that one thing. I'm just saying it's just different. It's not well, I'm just using the, the example you're giving. That's not, It's not just a cartoon. That's why I said, you know, mm -hmm. video games and, and other things like that. That people, you know, the appropriate shit of like the, the samurai, the ninjas and all that. I could go deep. I'm not trying to right. broaden out, you know, because we don't have all the time in the world. I'm just saying they're not going back and like, hey, my content and every the reason why I get paid ten to twenty thousand dollars a month is because I use Japanese tropes and all that. But I'm not going to Japan and 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 giving back to the Japanese community, even though everything is it's, it's, I'm making my money off of that what they fucking created. I'm right. just saying that. So what I'm saying, like if it's like an appreciation post or appreciation thing, all that. I don't see the big deal of it. But if you are making money off the black community and all that and you're not giving it back to them or you're not you're not doing anything where you put in you you you're putting back to the culture, I can understand people being upset and they have every right to be upset cuz it's like, yo, you're stealing our shit and you're not giving and, and you're not doing anything for us. That You're not that, doing I, anything go ahead. Yeah, you're not doing anything any for you're not doing anything for us like but you're making money off of us. Then I I I I'm not going to dispute you. I'm not uh, go against you at all with that. But if it's kind of like you appreciate the culture, you're not making a, a fucking dime from it, then I, I don't see the, the problem with it. Yeah, I, I think we'll just have to agree to disagree because I, I agree with some of the stuff you said, but I just don't agree with everything you said. So I think yeah. we'll, we'll just leave it at we agree to disagree on this one. So Okay. But y'all, um, any final thoughts of the week? My, um, everybody's continue to stay safe right because even though i see mad people still going out to the beaches and, and and taking trips and all that i think a lot of people forgot that hey the second wave might <laughs> might still fucking happen true you so it's i feel like it is so there you go so i feel like people need to really just relax and you know and just be aware and and understand like hey covid is still a real thing uh, and also, shouts out to everybody that's you know that's back in school, all the college people. Myself, I'm I'm back in school too. So, 
shout out to everybody still grinding with that, still doing work and still maintaining their homes in, in today's climate. So shout, and shout out to everybody that's, that's doing something outside of their job. Like, for example, like us, right? We're, we're working on a podcast and all that. We all have in, uh, independent projects that we would like to do and all that shit. So shout out to everybody that's doing that because I feel like that's good. And I think more people are starting to realize these days, like, hey, I'm not going to get where I would like to be financially just by working my normal job. Facts. Um, I just leave it at this. I won't keep it too long. Uh, everybody stay safe. Um, like Lau said, COVID's crazy. We are getting a second wave. 90,000 cases reported in one day in, in a country just Ooh. recently. Well, yesterday, yeah, India, there was 90,000 cases reported. So, um, yeah, everybody be safe. Um, get your money right and hold on tight. Um, yeah, y'all been highly advised. Uh, have a good one, y'all. We will see y'all next week. Be safe, all that other good nonsense, and we are out.